Yo, yo, yo. What's good? This is Chan Man House of Barf. What's popping? Uh, today is May 15th, 2023. It's approximately 9.50 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, just um, getting over the weekend. I will say uh, <clears throat> I was looking at... Um, uh, remote uh, job opportunities that don't really require much, uh, you know, credentials, history. So I was looking at this um, this opportunity just to read a book, and I know I don't have the best articulation and the best English and you know, all that, but <laughs> the thing is, like, you have to take t- like an hour out of your day to do it, um, and then um, you have to. Uh, let me see if I can get this mic. Uh, and I'm not even sure if you're the one that gets picked or not, but I could do that from home. Um, it'd be straight, bring in some extra chicken. Um, and I could also try to do this podcast. Um, I will admit, man, doing the podcast, man, it's not easy. Like, like, like I got like 17 spins right now. Uh, and I, and I, you know, uh, I don't know how many of those are me. I mean, I know I've listened probably like five, six times, uh, maybe seven times. Uh, but then that's approximately 10 spins, I think for at least 60 seconds. That's not me. Um, and I've shared the podcast with probably two people, maybe three. Um, yeah, so. Um, uh, it just gets nerve wracking. Uh, right now, let's see Adobe's, uh, what is this? Adobe CEO on, uh, uh, AI strategy. And the whole process from content creation, artificial intelligence strategy to monetization, how can we accelerate that? And so even for our digital marketing business, and as people are now dealing with all these new streaming platforms, how you get your ad tailored in the right way to the people that you want to uh, address. Uh, we've accelerated that process like never before. Now, I mean, meantime, shout out to you. I and this is CNBC. Very concerned to see, well, grocery prices are up. You have all the numbers for everything online. Grocery, uh, the business up year over year, but personal care up only three, but appliances down 7.1%, sporting goods down 64 Okay. I'll just take a quick snippet. See what's going on with that. Um. Yes. Um. And as I was looking at that, uh, I've been meaning to get equipment. I'm really doing this from my phone. Um. You know, I just take the phone and just walk around for. And all right, I do have a pad and pencil uh, here. Uh, let me get that handy and ready. You can even. Here we go. Got that. Got the keyboard up. Okay. Do want to get this set up together. Uh, do have my Bev. Uh, Kirkland Signature <laughs> Sparkling Water Grapefruit. Um, and I keep telling myself I'm going to hold that off to the end. Um, um, and as I was listening to this opportunity, um, this this lady I was listening to said it's 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 imperative. It's very important to get the equipment. Um, for example, 
I don't know what sounds you can hear in the background, you know, <laughs> but when you get the equipment, uh, you can hear the way you sound, you can hear the way you sound in other people's ears um, and whatnot. So I was like, man, I need to hustle and get this equipment. Uh, and do I believe in GoFundMe? Yeah, 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 I love that shit. That's, that's, that's wonderful, man. That's not even peer-to-peer lending. That's just peer-to-peer giving. It's beautiful, you know. Um, I've never used GoFundMe. Uh, I probably, I, I, I'll never say I never will. Uh, have I, I mean, have I sent money? I have, and I'm not trying to make it sound like that. But have I ever put a GoFundMe up? No. And you never know when you might be in that situation. Uh, so I don't want to say I want to put a GoFundMe up. But, like, to get equipment to start my podcast, I don't really feel like I, because right now I am in a bind. I'm uh, I'm probably uh, experiencing uh, one of the most um, non-traumatic, traumatic periods in my life. Uh, um, it's not traumatic at all, but, like... Like, right now, to put, like, I got to put a, probably a few grand into it, which is not much. Uh, I just got to get focused, stuff like that. Um, you know, am I spending two grand on other things? Probably, you know, just take that and put it towards your equipment. Uh, things like that. Uh, but, you know, um, you know, nothing getting, gets in your way but you, you know. So I'm just struggling with that right now. So I'm just doing it from my phone. Um, you know, just taking it easy. I'm trying to be low to no stress. Um, have applied for some jobs, but haven't really been following up. Um, you know, I mean, if, you know, if I get an interview, I'll, I'll do the interview with, um, you know, probably, uh, you know, you know, I do do preparation. I'm not going to act like I don't, uh, uh, is it the best preparation? Probably not, you know. Um, uh, but I am preparing. I'm not just, you know, taking the taking the phone call and just being like, what's up? You know, <laughs> I'm not doing that. But um, am I putting my best foot forward? Uh, you know, I'm a little tender, man. You know, um, going back to work. like, And I'm not retired. Uh, again, I mean... I started this uh, content creating, um, uh, so uh, going to work on getting that equipment. So, because uh, like even now, I don't even know what you can hear. Like, there, there's a couple things going. I'm not in the quiet space. I'm not in a quiet room where I can actually, you know, you know, talk or express my what I'm trying to say and my thoughts. Great. All right. Glad to touch base with everybody. Hope everybody had a great Mother's Day. My Mother's Day was straight. Um, it was cool. Uh, spent majority of the day with the with the children. Um, have fun, you know. Had a good time. Um, gave them all time to relax. Uh, you know, um, it, it it it's a different time um, because like we're not in the best space right now, and um, I'm a person who really does really like to enjoy the holidays as she is too. Um, however, um, it's like the holidays are like kind of a spot where it's like, we don't, you know, really at this point right now, we're not really like celebrating them together. 
you know, uh, even though the way it was celebrated was the way it would have been celebrated any other year. Seriously, I usually do that, take the kids out, we go to the park, which we did, you know, go to the mall, uh, you know, pick up a little gift, you know what I'm saying, um, which we did. Uh, we went to like a shopping center, you know, not, not a mall. Uh, keep them out all day. Um, she go do her thing, uh, whether it's relax in the house or hook up with the girlfriends or family, whoever it is, um, or her girlfriends, not trying to make it seem, seem like, you know, uh, whoever she hooks up with or, or family or friends, you know, whoever it is. Um, and, and that's kind of how it went down, but, um, that's just a little different. It wasn't like, you know, I don't know, like back in the day, you know? So it, it it was it was a great day. It was a fantastic day. The weather was beautiful. Uh, the day was just beautiful, man. And um, it's always funny because you know whenever I hear guys, uh, specifically guys, um, heterosexual males, whatever, just feel like I have to <laughs> disclose that. Uh, um, uh, they'll always say, you know, where to meet a good woman, and. Um, I'm telling you, just do what you're supposed to do. Like, being out yesterday was, like, crazy. It was, like, it was one of those days. May, what was it, May 14th, Mother's Day, 2023? It was nice. Weather was perfect. Everybody was out. It was a great day. It was a great day. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for the most part, great day. All right. Jam Man has been sitting here talking for approximately about 10 minutes. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick with your man. This is Chairman Man House of Barf. Ciao. What's going on? All right. So, again, just want to say thank you to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and chill with your man, Chairman Man, at the House of Barf. And this show is exactly that. Um, now, for anybody who is enjoying the music that's playing, um, again, that's not really um, my department. Uh, I do enjoy music, uh, but like to like have a playlist put together um, for House of Barth, um, that's not me. I told you, uh, yeah, this shit is just put together. Um, so what I'm using is uh, the playlist from... Uh, uh, Spotify's um, Discovered Weekly. Uh, it's a playlist that I do listen to. Uh, something I throw on my playlist because these are songs. And trust me, I hear it all the time. Yo, Chan, that song came out like two or three months ago. Yeah, okay. Now, the playlist is called Discovered Weekly. Uh, so that just means it got discovered this w- past week. You know, so... Um, uh, so that's uh, so if you're interested in the music or you enjoy a couple of the songs, um, again want to thank uh, and God bless God be upon you uh, myself as well all of us um, to all the mothers again just want to say happy uh, belated Mother's Day um, hope you had a great weekend and shout out to all those uh, mother fathers. Um, um, to all those mother fathers, uh, who, uh, spent the day with, uh, your children and, um, gave them a great day, 
you know, uh, treated them uh, for one shape, form, or another, um, you ended up being a mother father. And uh, you you still got celebrated. They still celebrated you. And um, shout out to you as well. Uh, and those um, those father mothers, okay, um, you know, the, the moms that get celebrated on both other days. They get celebrated today. And they're going to get celebrated on Father's Day as well, too. I believe that's, what, June 20th or something? I can't remember. Um, so this is your day. And, you know, shout out uh, to, to both. Uh, so happy Mother's Day. I hope everybody had a wonderful day. Uh, God bless. All right. So uh, I'm going to get a little sip of this sparkling water. All right. Um, let's just... Let's see what, let's see what, uh, I forget what this guy's name is. Fed's Goldsby support for rate hike was a close call. At the last meeting, um, and he's talking about prudence and patience. He says, look, I'll see what the data say, but I don't think he's necessarily, he's not in the, in the cut camp right now. Um, okay. Uh, let me go ahead and put that on mute. Okay. Um, oh, sorry about that. All right. So. Let me just take a look real quick. Uh, I'm just going to go to Google. Uh, I'm going to type in CNBC. That was um, Squawk on the Street, I think, is on right now. Uh, let me see. Dow Jones down about 0.4%. Uh, S&P down about 0.3%. NASDAQ down about 0.16%. Uh, it's about 10, 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at. Um, uh, let me see, crypto. Actually, it's coinmarket.com or coinmarketcat.com. Uh, Bitcoin is at about $27,316.49. Uh, Ethereum is at about uh, $1,820.88. Tether is at about $1. XRP is at about $0.42. Cents. Uh, Doge is uh, zero seven. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, you know, there's plenty of others. Uh, Bitcoin Cash at $117.54. Um, all right. So kind of caught up. Let me see. Let me just go to Jam Bullen real quick. Uh, all right, Jam. Uh, gold is at approximately two thousand thirty-one dollars and nine cents. Uh, silver is at approximately twenty-four dollars and thirty-two cents, and this is by the ounce. Uh, platinum is at approximately $1,078.85. Palladium is at about $1,580.42. Fantastic. Wow. Um, all right. All right. Let me go ahead and get Google up real quick. All right. So, about four days ago, <laughs> um, 
a rule. Goodness gracious. What what are we talking about today? You know, we got debt um, ceiling coming up. Lord of mercy. Don't know what it means. Been doing research on it. Uh, finding out more and more each day. We're looking at doomsday <laughs> coming up June. Father's Day. Goodness, why is this all got to be around Father's Day? All this drama. Another reason to take attention off of us dads. Um, so we got debt ceiling. Um, but today, uh, title 42. So, uh, title 42, uh, let's just go ahead and take it up. Take a look at it, man. Let's take a look at it. And, and, you know, let's not offend anybody. We're not trying to be offensive to anybody. Look, you know me, I'm, I'm kumbaya on it. I do that. I'm not trying to offend anybody, man. And what we're discussing is immigration and kind of the history of immigration and what's the purpose of uh, immigration and how immigration affects different countries uh, based on different things like population. So like 700,000 people. Let me um, let me pull up my calculator. So 700,000 people. So, um, oh, man, you know what I think I can do? Uh, hey, Siri. Uh, hey, Alexa. Hey, Cortana. Hey, Cortana, how many people are currently in the United States? Sorry, I'm not able to help with this one yet. Uh, thank you. Uh, terrible. All right. Title 42. Shit, let me see if I can do this, too. Okay, no. Uh, Bixby cannot talk right now. All right, well, that gives us hope. For AI, um, all right, Title 42, um, AP News, a good source, what is Title 42, it has it used, okay, let's just go ahead and use AP News, so again, we're talking about population real quick, so we have, oh, let me, uh, that's what I was wondering, uh, Hey, Katana, you suck. The odds against perfection are pretty staggering. Hey, Katana, whatever that means. I'm sorry, but I can't help with that yet. Hey, Katana, what can you do? When you need answers, I can help. Say, open edge to start a search. Hey, Katana. Open edge. Hey, Katana. Open edge. Okay. Oh, okay, now I got to ask it the questions. All right, whatever. All right, so the United States population. Is approximately 331.9 uh, million people since uh, 2021. All right, uh, let's see if they got uh, 2023. Okay, approximately we're at about 334 million. Uh, this is according to the censusborough.gov. Uh, uh, let me just go ahead and go over this real quick. The Census Bureau projected the United States population will be approximately 334,233,000. 
Oh, wait, wait, time. Yeah, 233,854 on uh, January 2023. Um, Okay, so. It's stated approximately. um, Let me see if I'm trying to get something to set my phone on. So uh, you you may hear it drop. Uh, They stated approximately uh, 700,000 people. were at the border a few days ago, about three, four days ago. So, you know, uh, that's 334 million or 700, yeah, 334 million, uh, you know, 233,854 or or, or, or 70,000 divided by 334 million uh, is approximately uh, 0.2%. So, uh, 700,000 people coming over to the United States is not going to be um, uh, death-defying. Death um, for example, uh, a buddy brought to my attention um, that uh, approximately 1% to about 3% of a population can make a huge change. Uh and I and I was uh, let him know that I slightly remember uh, reading an article or not an article maybe it was a book um, um, about the Coach Brothers and how they stated that uh, Coach Brothers one uh, percent of votes uh, for president. Let me see something if I can find it about the Coach Brothers. Um, Okay, but I can't remember. Uh, it might have been this one book I was reading, um, The Billionaire Ballad or something. I can't remember. I'll have to look at uh see if I can find it. Um, the Coach Brothers said something about that. Uh, 1% of the population can be used to change uh, a vote. Um, So they're not touching on 0.002%. Uh, they're not touching on 1%. Um. But that was just a few days ago. Uh, let's just take um, 334 million, 233. I know I should be able to do this off the top of my head. Supposed to be a genius. And we're going to times that by 1%. And that would have had to have been approximately about 3 million people. You know, actually about 300, uh, 3,342,338.54. So they're nowhere near that. Um, and if we just take that number, I'm going to just do, you know, three million. If we take um, what is 1% of 333 million, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, it would be 33,000. All right, did I do that correctly? Okay, I mean, did that incorrectly. Uh, no, I mean, um, yeah, I was just trying to say. Uh, how close were they to that one million? Uh, which uh, was not very close. Let me see. Three hundred thirty-two, three thirty-eight. Um, is it? No, let me see. It would be. 
Uh, see, I'm losing it. I'm losing it real quick. Just want to see, you know, what, you know, how close they were to that one percent. They're not even. It does. It doesn't even appear uh, to even be close. Uh, let me see. Seventy thousand divided by three million forty-two uh, three three eight fifty-four. Um, three three eight. Okay, so they're two percent of the one percent of you know the according to a buddy of mine and uh the coach brothers are thinking that book I was looking at um that they're two percent of even that one percent it could be one to three percent of people to make a change uh so you know uh I've been talking for about fifteen minutes now, and just so uh just if we can just get a few questions asked or answered uh and not you know perfectly you know again you know this is house of barf. Uh, but yeah, let's just see if we could take a look, kind of see, you know, the purpose of immigration, uh, real quick, um, real quick before we take, uh, just this, that little snippet and, and seriously, when I take these snippets, um, like, you know, um, there's, it's just more so I got this flow going and when those wheels get churning, uh, you kind of just got to let them churn, uh, before I take that quick, uh, that quick little pause. Um, let me see. Um, what is the purpose of immigration? And in Title 42, we still didn't go over what that was. So let's just go ahead and do that. Uh, actually, what is Title 42? Because it wasn't really much for immigration. Uh, it was actually, uh, what I, if I'm correct, uh, we'll, we'll go into that. I've been talking for about 15 minutes. We're going to take a quick little, you know, snippet. Yo, this is Chan Man, House of Barf. Yo, 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 it was good. Thank you for anybody who decided to come back and kick it with your man, Chan Man, at the House of Barf. Let's get it. All right. So we're just going over Title 42 and basically how that stuff works. So, we were just discussing uh, a population. So let's say, um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't have uh, my my book, but um, in order to change a population, uh, a, a vote, or whatever, I'm trying to see if I can find my, uh, any of my books. Um, yeah, I can't see that right now, but I'll look for it. Uh, I was talking with, uh, I think I saw something about the Coach Brothers who stated the same thing. I was talking to one of my buddies, and essentially 1% uh, to about 3% uh, approximately can change, um, you know, even even a nation. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of people. I mean, you got to really think, you know, teacher to student ratio, police to population ratio, uh, uh, military to uh, country ratio, and all these roles, doctor to patient ratio, um, and all these roles, uh, usually the experts, there's a small group of them uh, compared to the masses. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, approximately, again, that's what we're discussing, uh, 1%. Uh, population can really change things. Uh, so at some point, you know, of course, you know, we would think that, um, 
Oh, we didn't even go over. That's what that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Uh, let me just. What is Title Forty Two? Let's just get this out of the way, real quick. Uh, what is Title Forty Two? I think we I think we kind of went over it. Uh, my interpretation, what it what what I interpreted or what I believe. Uh, like, is this something I should go to? Like the um, the health? What is Title Forty Two? The the health. Um, department, like, like, what is Title 42? Declaration, overview. Okay, I don't know who this is by. Oh, oh, uh, PBS, I guess. Okay, what is Title 42? And what does it mean for immigration at the southern border? Uh, Title 42, this is. Uh, PBS.org uh, uh, by Nicole, um, I'm sorry, Nicole Ellis and Casey Kuhn. Um, uh, I'm just jumping around the article real quick. Uh, Title 42 uh, was created to address public health and social welfare and grant the government the ability to take emergency action in numerous ways, including to stop the introduction of uh, uh, communicable diseases. Um, while the code has been in place for decades, it was used widely beginning in March 2020 by the administration of then-President Donald Trump in order to regulate border crossing under the premise of increased COVID-19 precautions. Uh, the Trump administration used Title 42 to essentially... And uh, this is a quotation uh, to essentially to override immigration law that allowed people to ask for asylum after entering illegally and said we could send them back across uh, across the border, arguing that taking migrants into custody in federal facilities would create more of a public health risk. Teresa Cardinal Brown with the Bipartisan Policy Center told the PBS News Hours Nicole Ellis in a conversation. Uh, you can watch the conversation above. Uh, we'll take a little quick snippet. Just the Biden administration is rushing to prepare for an increase in migrants at the southern border as the pandemic era deportation policy known as Title 42 is set to end in a matter of days. An additional 1,500 U.S. troops are being sent to the U.S.-Mexico border next week to help with administrative tasks as local communities brace for... I talked to immigration lawyers and advocates today who said that the Biden administration just reached out to them about two days ago, reached out to organizations on the ground about how to plan for the lifting of Title 42. Do you feel as though you are receiving adequate guidance or assistance from federal authorities? I believe that is actually the call, Ellis. for quite a while that it seems to have been a fairly well-kept secret, whatever was being planned and it, it certainly would have been helpful to know earlier uh, i do understand that a lot of things have been in the works but uh it, it has left us feeling as though we really don't quite know what to prepare for 
And what are you hearing from El Paso residents on the U.S. side of the border as well as on the Mexico side as, as you prepare for more migrants to start crossing? Well, you know, we're a place that is very... Migrants from seeking asylum if they've traveled through other countries to get to the United States. Do you think that President Biden has made good on his promises to institute a more humane immigration policy compared to his predecessor? I think the Biden administration came in with, with great hopes and plans, and and uh, I'm presuming that they, they still want to have a more human process, but uh, the concern about the numbers that we're facing has... This is uh, Bishop Mark Seitz uh, out of uh, El Paso, uh, Texas, uh, the Catholic... Uh, Desocis of El Paso. Oh, I guess that means Bishop of, I'm not sure. Let's keep going. Uh, left them choosing options that we really have concerns. Uh, we believe that these policies will have a long-term negative impact on the fundamental right of asylum, which is supported in international law and national law. Uh, we we, were, we thought we had learned after World War II when we turned away boats of Jewish people trying to find refuge in the United States that nations, and not just some nations, every nation has a responsibility to accept uh, these people that are at our doors. Yes, they have to comply with a certain process. They have to prove their needs. But, but what is at risk right now is that people who are fleeing to us will have no other place to go. Uh, sometimes they talk about these other nations that they pass through as being safe uh, third countries, right? Uh, I don't know of a safe third country in Central America right now. Mm -hmm. They're all facing significant problems. And uh, okay. so again, I, I wonder where these people are going to turn. And Bishop, the Okay, so um, again, I don't know which way he was talking either way, but uh, just a few points that uh, was were brought up was um, um, the concerns of uh, resources if we'll be able to accommodate these people. Uh, so Title Forty Two uh, against um, gives uh, it appears. Um, let me see. Uh, to me, uh, the the executive um, order, uh, Title Forty Two, Executive uh, Office. Okay, so uh, let me see. Okay, so this is abcnews.go.com. What is Title 42 in the government? Um, I don't know how I feel about saying this from ABC News, but let's go ahead and take a look. Uh, Title 42 is a clause, and, and nothing against ABC News. It was just more so like I was looking for like a more like government um, uh, uh, source. Uh, Title 42, this is ABC News. Uh, Title 42 is a clause of the 90, uh, 1944 Public Health Service Law that... 
allows the government to prevent the introduction of individuals during certain public health emergencies, said Olga Byrne, uh, the administration director at the Internal Rescue Committee. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so, okay, Title 42. People sick, you can't get through. Okay, all right, I think we got it. I think we're on track. Okay, Title 42, boom, health issue. Okay, health issue churned immigration issue. Okay. Now, real quick. So, that's Title 42. All right. And it just happened to be at the the southern border. Um, As he stated, this has been going on since World War II. Um, I'm sorry. When was World War II? Okay. 1940s. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to say that. I just wanted to be sure. Uh, So, um, 1940s. Um, So, um, you know, this has been in for a period of time. uh, For approximately, I mean, I know it's not that long. I mean, when you think about it. Uh, But, you know, it's been in place for about 80 years. Um, so, what, okay, so, countries could easily just say, as we just read with Title 42, no, you can't come here. Okay, uh, people are riding the uh, the underground uh, uh, wave ro- road. They're 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 traveling through different countries or however they're doing it. I have no idea. And then I'm not here to, you know, but uh, they're taking different routes uh, trying to uh, find a asylum. But these countries are not havens. They're they're they're, you know, checkpoints. They're um, they're ways to, you know, they're 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 safe asylums for just a little bit. Um, They're still trying to find their destination. Uh, it typically sounds like a lot of times it's, uh, America. Um, so at what point for me, uh, and, and this is, uh, this may take a little while. Um, let's just go ahead. I've been talking for about 12 minutes. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. This is Chairman House of Barf. Yo, 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 what's good? This is Chan Man, House of Barf. Uh, again, thank you to anybody and everybody who decided to go ahead and stop by and chill. Kick it with your mans. Um, let's uh, hop into, you know, um, what is immigration? What is the purpose of immigration? Why doesn't every country just say, fuck off? You know, um, this is nationalgeographic.org. Uh, immigration is the process of moving to a new country or region with the intention of staying and living there. Not what I was looking for. However, let me finish. Uh, people may choose to immigrate for a variety of reasons, such as unemployment opportunities to escape violent conflict, environmental factors, educational purposes, or to re- reunite with family. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um... What is the purpose of immigration? Because this is a house of barf. And I told you, um, the uh, redheaded stepchild that has not been accepted into the house of barf, because I didn't have a place for it, was economics. 
Um, again, uh, taxes and uh, real estate uh, and other forms of uh, financial literacy, I'm, I'm not touching. Uh, but purpose of immigration um, for countries, uh, you know, uh, for countries' economics or for economics. Uh, why is immigration important to the economy? Okay, so not really the way I wanted to go. I just kind of wanted to add a uh, a non-biased, uh, but this one seems like it's taking me into to the uh, why is it beneficial. But immigration fills the economy. When immigrants uh, enter the labor force, they increase the productive capacity. Oh, I'm sorry, this is uh, BushCenter.org. I think this is George Bush's website. Um, they increase the productive capacity of the economy and raise GDP. Their incomes rise, but so do those of natives. Okay, so... Okay, let me go back. Um, okay, so we understand what's beneficial. Let's just go on the other side. What are negative? I don't even want to say negative, but uh, what are, um, I don't know, uh, counterproductive, counterproductive, fuck it. What are negative uh, effects of immigration economically? I do not want to hear <laughs> all that other stuff economically. The economic impact of immigration. Okay. All right. All right. I think we're getting on, on, on track here. Read the effect of immigration. Okay. See, now I'm fine. I'm finding articles. Uh, you know what? I should also go to Google Scholar. Okay. I've been talking for about three minutes. Let me see if I can find Google Scholar real quick. Uh, Google Scholar. Um, let's see if I can pull that up. Scholar.google. Okay. Yeah. I would have thought it was the other way around. However, uh, the economic impact of immigration. And I'm sure I could find some um, articles on. Um, okay, do I want to do articles or do I want to do a case law? Uh, I'll just do articles. Okay, 2011, you know, and actually, typically in topics, I like to go the more recent, but in a topic like this, I actually want to go the older, so let me see, uh, I kind of want to go the oldest I can go real quick off jumps, uh, the oldest I can find real quick appears to be uh, something written, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, the labor market. Okay, they gave me a snippet. Oh, several sources. This is what I like to see. Several sources. Some of the sources. One source is Young A, 1991, Learning by Doing the Dynamic Effect of International Trade. That's what I like to hear. Uh, pages 369 to 405. Uh, M. Tanda L. Jensen, 1985, Immigration and Public Assistance Participants. Dispelling the Myth of Dependency, Institute of Research on Poverty, discussion page 777. So several, several, those are just a couple of them. 
Uh, let me see. Let me see. This is uh, link.springer.com, chapter 10. What is this? What is this? Okay. Uh, the economic impact of immigration on the host country. Okay. Thank you. All right. Real quick abstract. The economic in, uh, the economic impact of immigration on the host country has been the, the object of extensive theoretical research in economics. However, no clear-cut conclusions on the sign and the size of the main migration effect can be derived from the available literature. While politicians and public opinion makers tend to see migration inflows as mainly causing difficulties to the native econ- economy, uh, this attitude does not seem to be supported by economic literature. Joining the contributions of other social sciences collected in this book, this paper surveys a selected number of models of the migration impact and some empirical evidence with the goal of showing the wide range of outcomes suggested by the economic analysis, some of which are certainly not undesirable. Okay. Who the hell wrote this? What am I looking at? I'm trying to make sure. Okay. Is this Andrea Achino? Let me see. Okay. This is a book from 1993. If I'm reading it correctly, uh, this is Migration Policies in Europe and the United States. Is this the name? Editors. Okay. Let me see. Gosh darn it. Okay. Forget about it. Um, okay, book title, Migration Policies in Europe and the United States, uh, publisher Springer Dorchet, um, who's the author? Okay, editors Giacomo uh, Luciani, uh, all right, well, you know. Okay, fantastic. So, it does appear that this is uh, 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 from, um, you know, uh, editors of uh, Italian descent. Um, So, I don't know if that plays a part in it or not. Uh, But let's just take a quick look at this paragraph that they were allowing me to view um okay no they gave me a whole lot okay okay they gave me chapter seven okay chapter seven is the economic impact of immigration on the host country by adria uh andrea achino uh bonchani university and fondanzi mattai okay okay Please, um, if if you're bored, because uh, this is going a little bit uh, a little bit more into it than I expected. <sighs> okay, quick break, and uh, we're going to go into the economic impact of immigration. So, discussing Title Forty Two. Title Forty Two is a vague broad um title um to let me see what is title 42 
a part of is it the Constitution? Chapter 42. This is Wikipedia. Oh, let me see if PBS wants to answer it. PBS is like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, okay, okay, same thing we read previously. Uh, the public. Oh, it's it's part. Okay, it's part of the Public Health Service Act of 1944. Okay, so let's look that up real quick. Uh. Okay. Okay. So back in World War Two, the the public, that's what uh, that bishop was talking about earlier. The Public Health uh, Service Act of 1944. Okay. Let's see who got a copy of this. Uh, the Public Health Service Act. Uh, is this the National Cancer Institute? The Public Service Health Act 1944 consolidated and revised all existing legislation related to the public health service and made NCI and operating. Division of the National Institute of Health, NIH. Okay. All right. Woo! Let's see who got their hands on this. Okay. All right. So, in 17, uh, this is the National Cancer Institute, uh, cancer.gov. Um, the Public Health Service Act. In 19... Um, I apologize. In 1798, the first Public Health Service Act authorized marine hospitals to care for American merchant seamen. Since its early days, subsequent legislation has vastly changed and expanded the role of the public health. Okay. So it looks like around 1944, there must have been an amendment or something to the... Uh, to the Public Service Health Act from 1798. Okay. All right. So, Title 42 is a health act that it appears the executive order. Uh, let's see uh, if we can, uh, I would assume so. What branch of government? Uh, takes care of uh, Title 42 cases, I guess. Uh, uh, PBS is like, could you just stay here? <laughs> okay, then look, we, we got you. Okay, so uh, I'm not sure who exactly, what is, uh, is it? Yeah, okay. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's it, it appears to... Sp- be something the executive order, the federal government um, can uh, use in certain health cases. It looks like the Department of Cancer, uh, the uh, National Institute of Health, all of, all of them uh, deal with uh, Title 42. That is that is uh, something when it comes to a, uh, um, health issues. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to hear... Um, you know, what health issues uh, does Title 42 cover? I mean, ugh. I mean, I mean, no, no, no offense. I mean, I, I want to see some of these health issues. Like, I don't know. You know, that's just, uh, that's just crazy. So, Title 42 also turns into kind of a, uh, I, I saw someone use this word earlier, subsequent uh, immigration issue as well. So, if we can appear what's going on, um, 
um, it appears that immigration is used to in economics to better a society. Uh, it does not appear that there's any. Um, Man, fuck it. This is a podcast, right? Right? It's a podcast. Oh, and another thing. The other day, I lost like a a bunch of stuff. Uh, so that shit pissed me off. So I'm, I kind of like to take these pauses. So let me go ahead and take a quick pause. This, <coughs> excuse me. This is Chairman House of Barf. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, Chairman House of Barf? Just want to say thank you again. All right, let's keep it going. Okay, the economic impact. So I got chapter seven, the economic of uh, this book uh, that we were just discussing, uh, the migration policies in Europe and the United States. Um, so uh, real quick, uh, let me just go ahead, go over this real quick. Uh, the economic impact of immigration on the, oh, and another thing is, uh, the music, it's not all that playlist. Sometimes I add in another song or two. Also, um, uh, I was going to say something else, uh, but let me go ahead and take a look real quick. Oh, also it was, uh, it was, it was odd to see, um, uh, them say that, uh, contrary to, uh, belief, uh, Immigration actually does not have uh, as much as a negative effect on the country. And the reason why people are trying to uh, migrate is uh, they it, it, it appears that there's a registration process for these people. These people are vetted. Um, um, I don't know uh, how to ask this, but are the 700,000 people uh, at the border... Uh, registered or somehow registered. I don't know how they'd be registered, but it appears uh US Customs and Border Control are, are they in this um okay so it, it appears um that key facts about immigration of Biden's uh let me see is this about um I'm just taking a look. Uh, policies and Biden's proposed changes. Um, um, let me see uh, if we can type in like immigration policies. Okay, so this is what like people are concerned about: immigration policies and Title Forty Two. You know what I'm saying? Um, This is what people are concerned about. Um, but it, it 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 may be um, that uh, it's it's not as much of a negative effect as people may have thought, and very possibly uh, getting uh, seven hundred thousand dollars. I mean, seven hundred thousand individuals may actually. Um, not have been uh enough uh it appears that people typically um you know immigrate to different countries uh for you know studies as we were, we were covering earlier for studies um you know to um con- contribute to um 
the the host country, and uh, it does not appear that there's studies, according to I believe uh, Andrea Icino in her book. This is from 1993. Uh, that it does not have an effect. Uh, typically, um, you will hear that in the uh, media, but it may not have that effect. So, all right, those are just a couple uh, things that um, um, pointed out to me uh, as uh, as odd. Uh, uh, real quick before we keep going. All right, let's go. This is about to get boring. Uh, I just want to make sure I give you a snooze alert. Uh, go ahead and uh, uh, you know exit now because I, I, I'm about to take a look at the economic impact of immigration. Okay, the economic impact of immigration. The economic impact of immigration on a host country has been the object of extensive theoretical research in economics. However, no clear-cut conclusions on the sign and the size of the main migration effects can be derived from the available literature. While politicians and public opinion makers tend to see... Oh, damn it. Did I read this part? Sorry. Okay. Joining the contributions of other social sciences collected in this book, the paper surveys a selected number of models of the migration impact and some empirical evidence with the goal of showing the wide range of outcomes suggested by the economic analysis, some of which are certainly non undesirable. As a secondary goal, this paper aims... Okay, so it appears these are the goals of what she's trying to... Um, some other evidence that may prove informative is provided by the cross-country and cross-time variations of the migration movements. Estimates of the intensity of the migration flows are, in fact, available for several countries. Okay, so I'm just going to keep jumping down. I'm going to jump down to the labor market. If one looks at the existing, although limited, empirical literature on the labor market effects of migration inflows, a literature mainly based on the U.S. data, it is hard to find evidence of dramatic consequences of natives. Quoting Boris, uh, oh, this citation, quoting Boris, 1990, page 19, uh, immigrants in the United States have a small impact on the earnings and employment opportunities of natives. A 10% increase in the number of migrants decreases the average wage of natives by the most 0.2%. And has little effect on the labor market force participation rates and employment opportunities of practically all native groups. So apparently what I'm getting from this is basically like, unless, no offense, unless you're taking these jobs that these immigrants are taking, which appears not to be many, like you're typically not affected. No offense. Okay. Um, uh, uh, so it, it appears that, you know, immigrants are coming over one uh, to uh, better our economic situation, we need people who want to come to our colleges. We need people who want to accept our roles. Uh, we need people in these positions. Um, here, one moment. I have uh, Raw stopping by. Hey, Raw, you want to say hello? Hi. Okay, you got to speak up. Okay. Hi. Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, economics. Uh, that's, Daddy? Yes. History is over, but is it almost snack time? Uh, yes, uh, it's about to be snack time. So, yes, you are correct. Um, go ahead. Um, uh, just, you know, watch whatever you want to watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll get ready for a snack. Okay. okay. 
right. All right. Um. Uh, so it appears uh, uh, that immigration has a wonderful impact on the economy. Um, so we're looking at more so, if I had to say, a micro view. Let's go ahead and take a view real quick at this. Um, remember, this is one chapter that I got out of this whole book. Uh, these limited effects also seem to hold for specific subgroups of the native population. For example, Boris estimates that the earnings of white American workers would decrease by 0.1 to 0.2% as a consequence of a 10% increase in the number of immigrants. Uh, Al Tonji and Card, 1991, compare the effects of immigration across local metropolitan areas on several groups of less skilled natives and conclude that their empirical findings indicate a modest degree of competition between immigrants and less skilled natives. Uh, La Ladonde and Topol, 1991, look at the effect of immigration on local labor markets and conclude, a couple bullet points here, okay, we have two bullet points, uh, that increased immigration reduces the wage and earnings of immigrants and their close substitutes, though in our view, the effects are not large. Labor markets effects on non-immigrants appear to be qu quantitatively uh, unimportant. The wages and earnings of young blacks and Hispanics are not very sensitive to immigration. In short, our estimates imply that immigration are rather easily absorbed in the American labor market. Okay, so that was just very brief. Uh, they don't. Uh, they only gave me chapter seven. Um, so the economic impact of uh, immigration uh, does not appear to have very much of an effect on the uh, the. Um, Sorry, something just came across my computer uh, about Anthony Davis, um, but I'm not even going to pay it, no mind. Um, um, it does not appear to have like any economic effect um, on the country, especially in the job market. Um, mm, let me see. Um, what... Are the positive impacts of immigration economically? Because uh, uh, based on some research from 1993, it appears that it has no effect on, you know, natives. Um, this is, uh, oh, we already went over this. Uh, increase productivity capacity of the economic uh, economy and raise GDP. Okay, so microly, these people are taking jobs to increase GDP. Okay, let's go over GDP real quick. Okay, I know we've done this before, uh, but GDP. I told you, I'm taking my time on the house of bar, not rushing it. Uh, uh, in United States, so GDP is the the product that. Here, let me, let me just make sure I got this correct. What is GDP? Uh, uh, measures the monetary value of final goods and services. 
that is, uh, this is uh, IMF.org, uh, that is those that are bought by the final user produced in a country in a given period, says, uh, okay, um, uh, so this is uh, the the goods and services, um, what goods and services are included in GDP. Um, what services? Uh, a, a list of things included. Um, goodness gracious. Uh, what I just got from IMF is um, non-market production such as defense or education services provide. So uh, the government has, um, whatever that means, um, non-market production, like, goodness gracious, non-market production examples, like uh, non-market production, uh, this is uh, OECD.org. Non-market production is a significant part of production within most economies. Governments typically provide education, health, social care, defense, public order, and many other services, either free at the point of need or at an economically insignificant price. Okay, so the goods and services that are sold to inside of the American borders tend to go up. So... The things that Americans need or want tend to go up, it appears, when immigration uh, comes in. A certain amount, um, there's really no impact to the natives. Uh, This can uh, affect the migrants' life uh, significantly uh, compared to it does not appear to have any effect on um, the natives. Uh, and it appears, if I'm reading this, uh, it sounds like it increases GDP. They're taking the roles that, you know, they're taking in roles that nobody wants. And I'm just going to go ahead and type that in. Do, do migrants take the jobs of native workers? This is econ papers, uh, dot, uh, uh, the view is corroborated by evidence-based research showing that immigrants of all skill levels do not significantly affect native employment in short term and boost employment in the long term. Okay, so they're not even really taking the jobs. Uh, they're 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 actually you know, and that's why countries want to immigrate, you know, migrate with because it better[s] the country, you know, compared to possibly other countries who are not taking any immigrants. You know, uh, so uh, it does not a, a, a appear to um, affect the population at all. So real quick, uh, yeah, I, and I remember looking at this. What was Brexit's big deal? You know, what was that? What was that really about? Um Uh, you know, and I think it was an immigration issue. Okay, I'm not going to go too far into it, but it was an immigration issue. Um, they wanted to pull out. Uh, it looks like the European Union. 
Um, yeah. Uh, so we're not going to go. So they may have been feeling like they were having a, 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 a different effect. Um, let's talk about um, real quick. I'm just going to type this in slavery and immigration because um you know uh so 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 these migrants come in they take roles that probably are not um substantial you know and we look at the current consumer prices which are up uh, let me type in uh, CPI um, index. Uh, okay, I just want to see a picture. Um, you know, the consumer prices are up. Uh, they may be flattening. Inflation may be flattening. Uh, the, the the interest rates on the banks, I mean, the banks are making money. Are these people, you know, are, are we looking at potential refugees that really need some assistance? Or, you know, what do we, you know... Um, you know, what are we looking at? Are, are we looking at potential, you know, slaves uh, if, if they're not able to get into a home, uh, you know, or if they get stuck in the home or stuck in that job? So, you know, we just want to just take a look at that. Um, it appears that, uh, what I, you know, I don't really need to go over resources, um, but let's see if there's an economic impact on... Um, Cause like I mean, it, it appears that they actually increase the amount of resources. You know, because you would think about um, you would think that you know there'd be more mouths to feed. Um, this is again OECD.org. Uh, how does natural resources affect the economy? Uh, they are the natural. Uh, okay, okay, that's not what I was looking for. But you know, um, the impact of natural resources on the economic growth. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure, but it, it appears that um, uh, immigration is actually a. a Contrary to belief, a good thing. Uh, uh, immigration. In, I'm just going to type in dumbass increase my taxes. Am I going to have to pay more taxes? Uh, let's see. Um, um, the the status effect taxes. Uh, you know. You know, um, it it doesn't appear to have a big effect. Um, it seems like migration uh, is 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 a fantastic thing um, uh, for an economy and for an individual person. Just, I mean, you know, uh, they have to go through this process. It appears of registration. Uh, they come over to their country. It appears that they're the ones taking the jobs that, no offense, nobody wants. They're not even, they're not even one percent. Um, they're not even one percent of one percent. Um, 
I, you know, I would just, if, if it was up to me, I would look at, um, their benefit and, and if it, and if it's benefiting them, um, then they should be able to, um, you know, come to America, get whatever the process is, um, to become a citizen. Uh, let me see, uh, how long is the process to become a U.S. citizen. So how long is the process to become a U.S. citizen? Uh, this is boundless.com. Uh, the naturalization processing time from the time you file your citizenship application to when you attend the Oath of Allegiance ceremony, okay, is currently between 18.5 and 24 months. Boundless has prepared a detailed guide and the steps in the naturalization process. Okay, and that's the U.S. citizen. Okay, okay. So you know, you come here. Uh, I could be wrong about this. Uh, looks like it takes about twenty-four months, and I know it's probably not that easy. Um, and you're able to uh, be in the process, contribute to society, get in your house. Uh, all all types of things. Um, uh, and, and and I'm not trying to sell the American dream. What I'm saying is, though, uh, there is no economic impact. Uh, it does not appear. Now, of course, if there's like you know, uh, you start having three million people, uh, coming over, then maybe there is like something, um, that needs to be looked at because those individuals could possibly have an impact on a country uh, such as America. Um, but let's take a country like, let's say, India um, or China that have um, one billion people, um, you know, divided by three uh, million. You know, oh, no, I'm sorry, I did that incorrectly. Three million, because that's the number that would destroy us. Well, not destroyed, but you know that's it's huge uh, for us. It, it, uh, Three million people don't even affect India, you know. But again, uh, you know, India may not have all the natural resources and whatnot. Uh, so Title Forty Two ends. We have about seven hundred thousand people who come over the border. Uh, Chairman just spent probably an hour and a half on this. I have no idea how long I spent on this. And what we learned is it has no effect. Um, you know, you may have uh, cities uh, that may, you know, receive a little population, but, you know, um, the jobs right now down there uh, in, like, New Mexico and whatnot, um, you know, uh, not saying that they're not going to uh, go even further into the country. Um, what is the poorest uh, state in the USA? Um, gosh, Bing is taking over. Uh, it's like whenever I type it in, I'm like, why didn't the answer just pop up? Like, I like it. Mississippi. Mississippi is the poorest state in the United States with a poverty rate of 18.7. Gosh darn. Damn. Almost 20% of people in Mississippi are poor. Um, 
Oh, see, yeah, I was I was thinking like New Mexico or something. No, it's like Detroit, uh, Cleveland, Dayton, Hartford, Rochester, Newark, Jackson, Syracuse. What is this? Worldpopulation.com. Okay, so, um, yeah, like, Title 42 uh, expires. Um, 700,000 individuals come over. It doesn't even do nothing to the population. Uh, we just lost, uh, you know, a million people. Uh, how many people did uh, America lose during COVID? Um, sorry, I'm just typing in. Uh, how many people died in America in COVID? It was 1.1 million. So essentially, um, essentially we brought in the amount of people we lost. Um, this is uh, Statista.com, the number of COVID cases and death in the United States. Uh, this is May 2nd, 2023. As of April 26, 2023, over 1.1 1 .1 million Americans had died from COVID. So, you know, we're not even talking about uh, the natural stuff that goes on regularly. Um, we're also now talking about just the stuff during COVID. You know, I mean, we really just, we've replaced a, a small amount of people. No offense to all those people uh, who've lost individuals. But, yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're probably going to go ahead and get ready to wrap this up. Title 42. <laughs> Not saying it's over. We can revisit it. But, Finally. I think I got it in the books. Uh, one more thing we'll go over. Uh, not going over taxes, but let's just see how immigration can affect taxes. Not so much uh, my taxes, but like, you know, you know, as far as we're trying to get this economy pumping, uh, is it very possible that, you know, I, I may be able to finish it right here. Thank you so much. This is Chairman House of Barf. All right. All right. I think we're at the end. Title 42. Part three. All right, so last couple of things I just wanted to check out real quick. Um, what GDP, because supposedly immigration does increase a GDP, does for uh, sales tax. So we should see an increase. So I could be wrong about this, but with the decrease of the population due to COVID, as well as just natural deaths and uh, other immigrations of people leaving America, um, <clears throat> just kind of like that, that, that's a lot of like employees, um, who pay their taxes, you know, you get your check, uh, gross and then all these taxes come out and then it's net. Um, then also, uh, you get your check and what do you go do? You go, uh, spend it, uh, sales tax. So, I mean, essentially, you know, that's one reason for the consumer price going up. I mean, you're, you know, you're working with a lower population, you know, um, and it's like you want to live in America, it's going to cost you. So essentially, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, when we do the immigration, it's like, hey, yeah, this is going to cost you. Um, so uh, tax to GDP ratio. um. Uh, 
essentially it raises GDP. Uh, understanding the tax to GDP ratio, this is Investopedia.com. Taxes are a critical measure of the nation's development and governance. The tax to GDP ratio is used to determine how well a nation's government uh, directs its economic resources. Higher tax revenues mean a country is able to spend more on improving infrastructure, health, and education. Keys to the long-term process. Um, uh, let me see. How much is earned from employee um, taxes? Um Um, how much do I, yeah, see, I was just trying to see like, you know, how much is earned on all the state and federal taxes that, uh, employees pay. So it is definitely, uh, a factor for GDP. It does increase GDP typically. Uh, it's not enough to change, um, the, 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 the market. It's not, it's not that much of a population, uh, it's approximately about uh, 1154 uh, Eastern Standard Time. Let's see what CNBC is talking about. It is a major technological shift, which we think at the end of the day will be okay, positive for our industry. Okay, nothing. Uh, talking about upfronts on deck, uh, media giants aim to char charm advertisers. Okay, uh, Dow looks still pretty flat. Um, okay, it doesn't look like anything crazy. All right, so I think that's it. Title 42, uh, kind of understand it more. It's just uh, something for the health department that they can use to go ahead and close the border. Uh, immigration, um, you know, you know, besides like the Brexit incident or whatnot, um, doesn't appear to have a lasting effect. Um you know, uh, you know, who are we turning away? Do these people have places to go? Are they refugees or, you know, um, is, is there some registration process that they have to be vetted? Um, it appears there is a registration process, but cool. All right. We're going to go ahead and end it here. Uh, thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to uh, stop by and kick it with your man Chan at the house of barf. I'm about to go ahead and, um, take, take, uh, a little chill pill right now. And, um, uh, got a couple other things I got to handle a uh, lot going on, um, coming up. Uh, there's a couple things I want to go over, um, things like, uh, uh, elder abuse, um, gamification, uh, just a few topics that, um, that we're just going to go over. Um, yeah. All right. Well, y'all have a wonderful day. God bless. Uh, just know that I love you and, uh, you know, God loves you as well. Uh, we're doing great. We're going to, I'm going to keep trying to, uh, produce some content. If I get the energy, I'll try to do another one today and just get these things pumping. Uh, again, I'm not trying to, uh, use a bunch of individuals, but to an extent, uh, just trying to get this content out there. Uh, the more content I can pump out there, the more spins I can try to get, uh, right now, again, I'm at about 17 spins. Um, let's see if we can get that up. Um, uh, cause eventually what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to get, 
uh, advertisements um, take, you know, about probably going to take about four to five minutes out of my uh, podcast just for advertisements. Uh, that's when uh, if you're um, uh, right now, my uh, podcast is just on Spotify. Uh, once I figure out how to get this thing on all platforms, uh, whatnot, um, then uh, that'll get more spins. And then um, eventually I'm going to get uh, advertisements who uh, show up and be like, hey, you want to read our advertisement on your um, show? Um, it's about a one to two minute read. Um, such and such. This is where I want you to show some personality. Uh, that's why I always get in trouble because I'm never like, hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, another banger. Um, so that's that's the part they're going to be. We want you to show some of you know, some of that charm, uh, that Chan Man charm uh, during this sentence. Show, show some or or tell a personal story of, uh, you know, a time that you you know may use a product like this. Um, hey, Ra. Hi. Can I help you? Well, did you forget about my onions? Oh, I do apologize. Here, let me go get you some onions. Okay. All right, I'll hurry up. All right, well, uh, do you want to say goodbye? Because uh, I'm about to end it right now. Bye. All right, bye. This is Chairman House of Barf.